Purpose crosses disciplines. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Everybody Gets One. And today, we're going to talk about something that has struck the pop culture scene, the movie scene, the HBCU scene, um, uh, because we lost one of our people to cancer. And we're going to speak on his life, contributions, um, where we go from here. And... You know, hopefully you guys will, you know, enjoy and leave us some feedback. So, I say let's go with Sam. Let's bring Sam out the gates because Sam is, uh, I know this hit you hard, man. Now, so where, like, exactly where was everybody when they first heard this news? So. When, when, when did this happen? On a Sunday? On a Saturday. Friday. Saturday? Friday. Oh, Friday? Friday? Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay, mm. Friday. Was I was I? at a birthday party. I think I was just leaving my mom's coming back home. I think I was here. Or on my way here. Mm-hmm. So I got the news uh, from my boy, right? So he, he sent me a message on Facebook. He was like, you know, uh, Chad, Chadwick Bozeman died at the age of 43. So I look down at it and I'm like, nah, you fucking kidding me. And then, so after that, I got a news alert from CNN from the app and it said Chadwick Boseman died. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on right now? And come to find out, I didn't know, I didn't, I don't know if anybody else knew, but this man was going through some shit. Like he had uh, colon cancer. He's been fighting fighting it for the last uh was it four years? Yeah, four Since, yeah, about yeah. four years. Yeah, like this man, he's been I I didn't know that between scenes he was going through chemo. Mm-hmm. He was uh it must have been hard because I know with, with cancer uh patients, you know, when once they go through chemo, they're very weak. So this man is a trooper for you know, cut to going to chemo, then come back. One of the lines with, uh, you know, Tony Stark here and, and shit like that. Did his own stunts, too. Yeah, did his own stunts. Continue to make movies. Um, he made Message from the King, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty much, I thought it was basically like <laughs> like Black Panther just trying to find Shuri. I mean, I liked, I liked how that film really played out. But, like, this man his life and his legacy will be forever cherished because, you know, he gave a lot. He, he, you know, did a lot for HBCUs, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he, and the the thing is like, I didn't even know about his, uh, about Denzel Washington being a a benefactor for him Mm -hmm. at all. He was a, Howard. Felicia Rashad was actually his mentor and Felicia Rashad went to Howard. She introduced him to Denzel Washington. So she was the one who kind of bridged that gap, and he and he instantly like took him under his wing, paid for his tuition. <laughs> Damn, that's one hell of a connect, man. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
that no, that's not even connected. You're anointed at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this this man has been struggling with this for the last four years, and I said, come to find out, I didn't even know the dude was married. Yeah, he kept that kind of quiet too. Exact. This man is very private. It was in the news, but you know his wedding was very private. But you know it was in the news that he had gotten married and you know that they were had been dating or whatever for a minute. Well, I must have missed it because normally you know with actors, certain and actors, the blogs just jump all over. Yeah, you. you'll get a glimpse of who they're dating with, uh, dating or whatever. Um, like. Yeah. They'll even take him to the the red carpet event and stuff like that. He didn't. T- I don't. I I don't think I haven't seen her on a red carpet. Well, it kind of got lost because they got married shortly after he shortly after the movie came out. I would say in twenty nineteen. So oh, okay. So the movie kind of yeah, drowned yeah. out the personal relationship. Yeah. So he, the con season had like already ended. It was like dying down, and you know all that had. And then he got married. Had a you know private ceremony with her. So, yeah, so smart he was, move. He's he, you know what that reminds me of. That reminds me of back in the day when we didn't really know much about celebrities. Like the only time you would know something about them is if, if an article that they were a part of comes out, or you know they do something on TV real quick and they just happen to tell you something about their lives. I miss those days. Yeah, 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 man. I I didn't even know that he had a kid either. It just said that he was he got by, a kid by too? his by his wife and kid. I didn't know he had a child. I didn't know he had a kid. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, like, so, uh, Alex, I was the one that told you. Yep. I sent you a message and, like, like, what was going through your head when you, when, when you first saw my message? Well, first of all, I thought it was something wrong. First of all, I, th- I thought it was like, all right, this is fake. This has got to be fake news. So instead of responding immediately, I was like, all right, let me, I tried to hurry up and quick and do some Google searching. And as soon as you sent it to me, my Google alert popped up saying that he passed away. And I'm like, nah, let me hurry up and go to Facebook. Went to Facebook, five articles pop up. Right. Everywhere I go. And then um, it was like it was like a, a storm of everything that I no- normally don't check. Mm-hmm. Everything just coming at me. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is not a joke. This is real. Right. But, and it's like. And it just like blew my brain because I'm like I swore that one picture that I saw of him when he was like real small and I think it was like a uh, Instagram photo or something like yeah, that yeah. I swore I thought maybe okay that's got to be for like a role or something you know because yeah. 50 Cent has done that before you know, 50 Cent is like really buff yeah. and then he did that movie where he had to act like he had cancer mm-hmm. and he actively got really small for that role like it was like it looked dangerous it, he got really small for that role and so I'm just thinking, okay, this has got to be along the same vein. So I never thought nothing of it. And then to hear that, I'm like, oh, like, it was just a mess. I'm like, okay, so now that picture makes sense. But he, for him to go through all of that and still make all the movies, like, I, I kind of feel like he, in a way, like he knew what was happening and he was trying to knock out as much work and put as much um entertainment or whatever for his family out in the world so to make sure that they're good to make sure that they still got stuff because he did that movie for netflix mm-hmm. that he basically was like um he wasn't a lead in the movie he was like a, more of a 
supporting cast. Like he was like the glue that made those characters do what they had to do. Oh, the five bloods. Yeah. The five bloods. He, he was like the glue to make them go off and go on their adventures. So I'm like, okay, well, why did he take this role? Why did he do this movie right after black Panther? And why did he do these past movies? Like Jackie Robinson, all those like back to back like that. I'm like, Oh, it's starting to make sense that maybe he, you know, probably knew something was going on. Well, he was diagnosed in 2016. Yeah. You know, it's like, what would you do if you knew that you basically had for it? You know, your time was limited. I mean, all of our time is limited, but like, if you knew that there was like a set stop gap on your time, fast man, they go by fast. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I never even like got to watch a lot of his movies, so I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, one day I'll go back and watch some of his movies. And it's sad that I have to go back and watch some of his movies now, right? Post mortem, that wasn't the goal, but at the same time, you didn't think that he was going to go anywhere because he right. kept it like hyper quiet. Yeah, and I mean, when you think about it, like four years is like a blink of an eye on the grand scheme of things, and it's just really unfortunate. It's real tragic at the end of the day, and. He he knew his days were numbered and he chose to live out, you know, his life the way he saw fit and really like make the most of it. Like, yo, how can I leave my mark? And it, that's what and it's not even so much of like being committed to like working your ass off all the time. Like that's that's besides the point. That's besides the point. It's what he represented. It was his character and how he chose to present himself and how he chose to like show himself to the world as a black person, not just in how he conducted himself, but in how he interacted with other people. You know what I mean? From start to finish, just a stand up dude. And that is the most important thing that I want people to take away from Chadwick Boseman is that of character and knowing that like tomorrow is not promised and how are you gonna conduct yourself as a human being you know, with yourself and towards others, knowing that t- tomorrow is not promised. Yep. Right. You can't can't say it any better than that. Yeah, that was well said. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I watched, you know, after hearing that, me being a fool, I think I, I texted y'all this. I was like, man, I watched the end of Endgame again. I'm like, man, I should have never watched that. <laughs> I should have never watched that again. So... Man, he's <laughs> already like you know. Uh, I don't even now, want to think about it. So, so here's the thing: like after that news broke out, man, like I avoided every news yeah, outlet don't. possible. Mm. Uh, like for some reason, like I have no idea why this particular person has hit me this hard. Because like you know, with celebrities, like you know, I pretty much think nothing of it. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm sorry to say, like even when 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 Kobe died, I I was like, oh shit, man. But then with Chadwick, it's like I don't know, like I didn't know him, but like he just reminded me of somebody close. It's different yeah. when you're a fan. Yeah, like and and the thing is, like I mean, just thinking about it, I get like a little choked up a little bit, like. Like he's he's like the only celebrity that I ever shed tears for, yeah. and it's it's hard because like every time that I think about like you know just watching his movies, just seeing him on screen, and then I'm um, just even looking at his face. Like I mean, even the pictures I've never mean, great some great photography photos. Like they that shit don't even hurt. Uh, that shit doesn't even um, help either. 
because yeah. they cap they captured the moment so well. Um, one of my favorite photographers that I follow on Instagram, um, Art Streber, did a lot of work with him. And he like half them pictures are his. And I was like, oh crap. I didn't know Art Streber did like most of this work. I'm like, that kind of sucks to have somebody like you got to speak with multiple times and have like a rapport with mm-hmm. and then like tomorrow it's like yeah, I, I'm not gonna see you again. It's like yeah. that's that's nuts. And yeah. it's not you you'll never get used to that. Yeah, and that's who we you were, you know, in this situation, you really gotta lift up like his family and his colleagues and people he went to school with, like people who were really close to him, because it's like, dang, I never even got had the pleasure of meeting this dude. And I don't even know, like, I hate the name drop, but Tony Ray, I don't even I can't imagine how you feel right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine how Tony Ray feels right now. Or let alone somebody who was a member of his family. You know what I mean? And I'm doing my best to compose myself because, like, the hardest thing for me is, like you said, um, hearing his voice because I can listen to him talk all day. You know what I mean? And, and you know. Yeah, I mean, he his screen presence, like, it demands attention. Like just looking at him on screen, like when he played uh, T'Challa, uh, and then when he played um, played in the Five Bloods, um, like okay, for example, like let me ask y'all a question: like when did y'all first discover Chadwick? Like what was the first uh, scene that you saw him in? Uh, I wouldn't remember to be honest with you. I saw the trailer for Forty Two. And, Jackie Robinson flick. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't connect the dots that it was him. I just knew he was this young, up and coming actor, and that it was a movie for Jackie Robinson. And I was like, oh shit! Like, cause Jackie Robinson is like an icon in of itself, and playing a role like Jackie Robinson, like playing any of those roles, that he <laughs> honestly, it's not an easy, you know, like act to follow. Like James Brown, Jackie. No. Robinson. <laughs> These are not like. I know people, you know, so that was, you know, I was like, just to speak on something you said earlier, Sam, about, you know, like looking at his content, like, you know, somebody that passed and you're like, ah, you don't want to look at it. Mm -hmm. This is why I I know a lot of people don't know this rapper, but his name is proof. He was uh, part of D12. Yeah, I remember. He was my favorite rapper out of D12. And that's part of the reason why I don't listen to any more D12 music because it will mess me up because I'm like, you know, you see the potential for someone. You see where somebody's going, and then just to hit, see it just get snatched away like that, it just messes with you. Yeah, I mean, on just to like make a serious moment, like kind of funny, but like when Chadwick Boseman played, he played uh, Jackie Robinson, and then he later on played Ray Charles, and then I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even think that I knew his name off the top of my head like I know it now but then I'm like yo why why is why is Jackie Robinson playing Ray Charles? He's James Brown. James Brown. I mean um James yeah. Brown. Yeah. That was um uh <laughs> that was Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I was like why 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 is Jackie Robinson playing uh James Brown? I'm like yo what the hell's going on because he's I know he's only done like maybe two biopics mm-hmm. but it feels like he was the poster boy for like every biopic back in the day. I'm like, yo, can we like get other people besides like just one person playing like all these different roles? Yeah. Well, I think to elaborate more on what you were saying, uh, 
like the feeling that you get from from seeing him and his presence mm-hmm. he in his interviews like outside of the roles that he that he's played he just comes across like a person that you could either know in your real life that you've met mm-hmm. and he's like relatable he's down to earth like he doesn't fit, like he never got to like that that Tom Cruise level of celebrity. That untouchable so he always kinda, Yeah, he always felt like within reach. Like he felt like a real person. Even on screen, he, he spoke, you know, like somebody that you could actually speak to. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. It's like some people just have that. Some people just feel approachable. And he was one of those actors, even though he could fall into a role and you believe him in the role that he's in when you look at him outside of that you could really see that he's like a like a dude he's like one of, he could be he's like one of us like he feels like somebody we could have on this podcast yeah man it feels yeah. like we just had korean barbecue together like yesterday and then right. all, all of a sudden he he's gone like that that's how hard it hit like real talk he one of uh, somebody that we went to school with, Sam. She actually met him. I'll I'll leave her anonymous because she's a pretty private person. I don't know if she wants to be on this podcast, but it was her birthday, and she was at a hotel, and she was checking in. She at the spa at this hotel to treat herself, and they were like, "Happy birthday, Miss Such and Such." And then behind her, she hears a voice like, "Happy birthday, Miss Such and Such," and it's Chadwick Boseman, <laughs> and. She like runs into him again throughout the course of the time she's there. And he's like, hey, it's the birthday queen. You know, like he's hyping her up and stuff. So like just a real good dude, man. That if, if somebody can remember you like that off the cuff. Yeah. You know that that each person that he meets, he takes a part of them and then just has it with him 24-7. Yeah. And like Cece, the, the post that you shared of uh chadwick when he was at uh howard mm-hmm. those photos when they were on the rooftop yeah that's from the past right that felt old like school those photos looked like a f- any photos that like people like our friends would have taken of us mm-hmm. yeah. you know just in in the moment like enjoying the the weather that day mm-hmm. enjoying the company you know, mm-hmm. of those people. Like, as I was looking at those photos, I could, like, feel it. Yeah, yeah it was real. Yeah, you could tell they enjoyed his company by the picture. Yeah. People don't take that time to, like, take candidates of you like that unless they really like you. Yeah, and the thing is, you could tell those candidates were just were just chilling. It's not yeah. no, hey, let's stage this type of nah, thing. Were, it was like genuine. we were chilling, and yeah. we just so happened to take pictures. It wasn't a forced moment. And you know? he's He's been a philanthropist. Like when he was at Howard, he stepped to the um to the president at the time, like basically like, yo, you're not adequately funding the fine arts program, which is like in large part why this dude needed help from Denzel Washington to, you know, <laughs> pay his tuition. So like he was he was about it. He was always for the culture. He always stood up for what was right. You know, he was just he was just that guy. Period. So, um, what, just, uh, you know, bring something light into this, like, what was your favorite, uh, 
scene from uh, Avengers with Chadwick in it. Chad Chadwick in it. <clears throat> oh, Chad. Um, well, or any of his MCU appearances? Yeah, any any of them, any of them. Okay. I can tell you too right now. Get this man a shield. Right, right. No, not that one. For me, that's, that's going to be an iconic one, though. For me, was um, and um, Civil War. Uh huh. At the end, oh yeah, where he got Baron Z- Zemo, and he was like, "Yeah, I was trying to tear, I was trying to tear the Avengers apart, blah blah blah." And he realized that okay, you were using them to destroy each other. You were trying to use their animosity against each other. Well, it wasn't really animosity it was like he was basically saying all right you hid some information from them and used it against them to make them hate each other he's like i'm not gonna let your hate consume me and then he said you're gonna pay for what you did and zemo tries to kill himself and uh i forgot how zemo said it but he said like yeah you know you know the dead can't pay for their deeds or whatever and then he stops him from killing himself he said oh well the living are not true with you yet (laughs) i was like <laughs> the living ain't done with your ass. Let's go, baby. And of course, when he walks through the port, first of all, portals go to Avengers Endgame. The music, right? Go to go to the discography. It's a song called Portals. That's at the end where everybody comes out of the portals. Of course, that's my favorite music of all time in the Avengers series. Period. Mm-hmm. And of course, seeing Black Panther as one of the first people to walk out of the um out of the portal was I was like. He ready to go to war. Had all of Wakanda behind him. That those two scenes are by far the best. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna say in Black Panther when he goes back to the spirit realm to tell his ancestors that they were wrong. You're wrong. You're all wrong. <laughs> yeah, gotta roll them R's. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like he he delivered that fantastic, and the message was relevant. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just telling them that you you shouldn't have turned your back on on our people, mm-hmm. you know, and left them behind, and that he wasn't going to make that mistake. Yep, you don't got to follow the same um, path as your ancestors. You don't have to stick to tradition, right? Right. Are you- Make what you need, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, just abandon everything, Wakanda, you know what I'm saying? But it's like that part, like take yeah, what you need from the past and evolve <laughs> into the future. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm gonna let you guys say your favorite scenes, but I just want to uh, I want to elaborate on something and clarify something that that I I spoke to somebody about earlier today that has to do with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. My favorite scene was basically when uh we got first was it when we first got introduced to him? Um his the first suit when he was chasing um uh Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, yeah, in Civil, yeah. In Civil War. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that was tight. Yeah, that was tight. Yeah, I like that. And then I also liked the the fight with between him and Win- Winter Soldier when he wasn't even wearing his suit. Oh this man, yeah, this man yeah, held yeah. his own while everybody else, you know, because mostly Iron Man or whatever, like he needs a suit to fight. Oh yeah, he needs a suit. He's yeah, a normal of course, person. He, yeah. But um, but yeah, he was holding his own. Like this was a man that came on um on the scene, mind you, wearing a, a crisp white shirt and some black slacks, and <laughs> you fighting the Winter Soldier. Like <laughs> I think he had sandals on too. 
<laughs> no, he had sneakers on. He did? Okay. I was going to yeah. say, because he scaled up that um <laughs> that motherfucking uh, staircase. I was like, how does nigga do that shit in sandals? And then I remember that he had, you know, the purple, the purple herb or whatever that thing is. Oh, yeah. His wings. oh, yeah. The heart-shaped herb. Yeah, you're yeah. right. There you go. <laughs> he basically Man. got the natural super soldier serum coursing through his veins. Plus the spirit of the Black Panther inside of him. So, yeah, boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the one line that sticks out most in my head is like, as you can see, I am not dead. What's up? I never yielded. And as you can see, I am not dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes. That was a, such a victorious, I remember the, the how I felt in that moment. Um, and then, hmm, so not really a particular thing, but I absolutely loved the way Black Panther interacted with the women in his life. Um, particularly, I think, well, his relationship with Shuri was really cute. It was like very big brother, very mm. little sister. And he respected her, despite the fact that she was like so much younger than he was. He respected her and kind of, and pretty much acknowledged the fact that she was smarter. Yeah, <laughs> she's the genius. She's the Tony Stark of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. He ain't yeah. got no choice. She built but the suit. That, but his, <laughs> his conversations with Nakia and Okoye, and like even with Nakia, like that was his ex girlfriend, so it was like weird. But he still like respected her and and respected her opinions and her insight. And then obviously Okoye, you know, it was like they always had the last word at the end of the day. He would say something smart, and then Okoye would be like, "But you froze, though," you know. <laughs> so that was like really cute. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Okoye was like that friend that always jabs you when you, yeah. when you get, your head gets too big. Yeah, and then Shirley was there for the cut for the for the you know to hold him too. She was like, did he freeze? Did he freeze? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, go ahead, Rio. Tell us that uh, little story you got. Okay, so uh, I was talking to my coworker about uh, Black Panther the movie. Um, and I was explaining that the movie is uh, the movie is different. What makes the movie so great mm-hmm. and what makes it different is that the hero, the protagonist actually learns from the antagonist and the antagonist is what makes the hero a better character. So like in the Black Panther movie, Killmonger is actually, he's written like, the, the movie's written better for him mm-hmm. and it's just his storyline is more interesting than T'Challa's storyline initially, right? Because T'Challa is the character that he is. He's established. He knows what yeah, he needs he to do. he is king. He knows what yes. he has to do. And he's on the path. Now, have you guys heard this people comparing Black Panther to like the Lion King? Uh... Uh, I, I've heard, but that kind of seems like a stretch to me. So, how, yeah. okay, explain how that how that. Lord of Thanos, it, honestly. It 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 has it's nothing. In my personal opinion, it's nothing. I see what they're trying to say. I see, yeah, with the father but, dying and the son taking over, but that's the stretch. Just because yes. a, a father dies and a son takes right. over doesn't mean that it's the same story. Exactly, yeah. and Simba doesn't learn anything yeah. from Scar at the end of the movie. Exactly. The only thing that he learns is that he's got to struggle and he's got to grow up. Mm-hmm. And he has he to stop being back. a kid and right. learn to be a man. 
Right. Where, whereas in Black Panther, T'Challa actually learned something from Killmonger. Mm-hmm. And that is what progresses his character development as like that's what that's where he realized how he was gonna rule and be a different type of king was actually from the villain that's like that's new yeah yeah that's unique in that story is that i mean how often does the hero actually learn from the villain i mean Um, probably a handful of stories that we probably don't can't even say off the top of your head because even think about it, like in the Dark Knight, Batman doesn't really learn from the Joker. Nope. There's nothing <laughs> to learn from the Joker. He kind of does, but it's more obscure. He learns that he's a freaking right. psychopath. Right. <laughs> and that you can't negotiate with him. Did he learn anything from Bane? Oh, he learned that he needs to wear a suit <laughs> and not get his back broke. That's what he learned from there. Build suits. The Joker always gives him more of a tap into like the human psyche because with the Joker, he remember he was like, why he was always trying to figure out what the Joker's motive was. Where the, Bane had a motive. Yeah, Bane had a clear motive. And there was that part where Alfred was like, some people just like to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that was like the whole like, dude, you trying to figure out what his aim is. He don't care about the money. He don't care about that. He just want to blow shit up. <laughs> you know what like I mean? Like literally. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, but yeah. Um, definitely, as far as villains go, I would more so actually compare Killmonger to Thanos because they both kind of believed in gen- in genocide to an extent um, where Thanos just wanted to murk half the people in the universe. Yeah, but they were both trying to make the world better right, in their own way. Better in a sense. Better. So it was kind of like a cult-like thing, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and it, it was, I hadn't seen that level of camaraderie towards a villain like Killmonger since Thanos, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Even the Joker, people, there are people out there who are Joker fans, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay. Oh yeah, we like the Joker, we don't condone him. Right, ain't, ain't the Joker <laughs> we do not condone. Logic to his, nearly as much logic to his Yeah, reason. yeah, yeah. Then Killmonger or Thanos, yeah. Right. I, I think Thanos would like Killmonger. He would like, I like you. Yeah, he, he like, would bring him along and be like, yeah, no, come on. For real. For real. That would have been tight if they would have oh never mind. Let's not even talk about it. Never, okay, <laughs> that's all bad. That's all. The, oh the problem God. with their the it's problem not- with them as characters is that their their logic is by all means necessary. Mm-hmm. Whereas a hero is gonna draw the line somewhere. Yeah. yeah say, I'm not gonna kill like altruistic to a fault. Right? right, like you need that lens. Like, okay, if because if you don't understand that lens, it's just like the saying goes: like the the child that's not loved by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. So you gotta mm. hear that perspective. Say that one more time. Hold on, hold on. Slow that back. Say that one more time. The child that is not loved by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Mm. Hmm. I remember that. And that's like a that's a saying that often comes up when they talk about mass shooters, and it's a that's a whole other conversation. So, but yeah, you know, like Killmonger, basically, it, like you said, it was symbolic of him feeling like his back was turned on yeah. by people and how affects, like people at large, you know, like black people at large, and how and that sense of abandonment, particularly that Black Americans feel. Um, and that disconnect that we feel from Africa. Um, yeah. That yeah. movie hits different based on your culture. You know, now that you said that, now that you said that, Rio, you just made the movie better. 
you did. And oh, and I'm then- saying that he learned from the villain because when I sit back and think about like, yeah, he because you're right. T'Challa was already established. He was already king. He already knew what he had to do from training from his father. His father mm-hmm. established what the Black Panther is, who you are, you are right. king, and what you have to do to protect the nation. And he was steadfast going to do exactly how his father wanted to be done. Mm-hmm. Killmonger comes along and says, no, 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 no. You don't understand that it's a whole group of people out here that need you too. And you can't be all safe in your little bubble and not, you know, reach out to your people all across the world. Yeah. And he was steadfast. Well, I'm going to do it my way. And then Killmonger had to teach him a little, a little something, something, even though he ended up dying in the, in the process, but he had to teach him that, you know, you need to look out for each other, you know? So. Well, the beautiful and, thing, I didn't even know, sorry to cut you off Rio, but before you, so Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman have known each other since high school. That's yep. number one. I did not know that. They've known each other since know. They know each other since they were 17. They wow. they were living in New York together. Uh, I wasn't not living together, but they both lived in New York, and that's how they met. And I think, did Michael B. Jordan go to Howard? Um, I'm not sure. The fact that they've known each other since they were 17, you know, like they, the, the casting was like meant to be. It was meant to be. And it made that chemistry between them and that level of respect, but then that that competitiveness at the same time, that much more beautiful. Um, so yeah, man. So there's a there's a video with uh, Michael B. Jordan's uh, reaction to the news, and I'm just looking at the thumbnail, and ah, I don't, don't even want to. I didn't even want to see it, man. Like honest to God, like I think I might have like a, a Chadwick Boseman weekends for the rest of the for the rest of the year, because this this year has been truly. Not only an, an, an eye opener on our current <laughs> government, but like yeah. our current livelihood too. Like we were, you know, we're as human beings, we're drawn to to being in a collective. Um, Cece, he went to Howard. He was a football player. Yeah, so they went to Howard together. That's what I thought. Wow. Uh, who was a football player? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, where whereas um, Chadwick Boseman is a martial artist, he practiced capoeira, which is part of why he, you know, he was doing all that stunt and all that fighting. He was doing that. Here's another little interesting tidbit that I read today from uh, Ryan Coogler, director of uh, Black Panther. He wrote a, a really uh, also from New well. York. What's that? He's also from New York too. <laughs> Oh, Ryan Coogler is? Yeah, like the whole, like, Stan Lee, all of them from New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all the great artists. Yeah, yeah. New if you York. Got the chance to read it, you, you definitely should. His, uh, his, like, send-off for Chadwick. But the thing that was cool was he wrote in there that when they were doing Black Panther, uh, him and Chadwick sat down, and they were, you know, putting the story together and everything. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to decide with Killmonger what they wanted to do because they knew they were gonna he was gonna die at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So originally they were thinking Ryan was saying that he was thinking that they would bury Killmonger in Wakanda, mm-hmm. and then that's where they switched it. Uh, Chadwick said 
well, why don't we have him say that he wants to be buried with his ancestors? And the line where he says, bury me in the ocean. Right. That's where that originates. So Chadwick actually is the one who directed the script towards that, which is like, that's one of the, the classic lines of that movie, you know, and that he had that influence and that insight to think ahead to how the character would Should go out. Yeah, it was, you know, that's Yo man, I just I just love the collaboration that you you're an actor, you know, you're supposed to just come on set and do your job or whatever, but for you to give your input and then the director be like, you know what? That's a fucking great idea. Mm-hmm. And just to have it in movie like and then forever you'll be uh you'll be remembered for the guy that's like, hey man, that's my scene. You, you just can watch yeah. it. You, you know, helped make the movie better. Exactly. Facts. Yeah. You know, not all actors can do that. You know, uh-uh. like actually have creative input because some yeah. of them aren't that great. They're only good for one thing. <laughs> do your job, and, act, go home, please. <laughs> no more ideas. And you know, no shade to because you know, like I ha- I know personally some great actors and great directors who have no formal training whatsoever. You know, but the fact that like you know his training at Howard, like Howard's theater program is world renowned, you know, and the fact that you have so many heavy hitters coming out of there, and people like, you know, Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, like the, the list goes on and on. Um, and to your point, Sam, what you were saying about his scene earlier, there's, there's something that I hear a lot, you know, in regards to um death and dying to be quite frank with you because um in my last job i did a lot of like stuff that was pretty adjacent to grief counseling so it's kind of become something that i've learned to talk about and it's and it's really a healthy thing to do once you become more comfortable with it as much as it hurts along the way like don't get me wrong i've been crying nonstop about this shit like i wake up crying i go to sleep crying you know it sucks this shit sucks. But, um, you know, everybody has two deaths. And you have your physical death, and there's the death of your legacy. And the first one, you don't have a choice, right? The second one, you have a choice, or we have a choice, rather. So it's up to us to make sure that his legacy never dies. You know, like whatever it takes. You know, um, and, and of course, his legacy is so much bigger than Black Panther and his role. But the thing that I love so much about Black Panther is, at least in my personal opinion, <clears throat> it's the closest role that he played to like who he actually is as a person in terms of like his values and how he treats people. Like he really was born to play that role. He really was. Um, yeah. And the fact he had values that were aligned with T'Challa, but as a Black American has an experience that is aligned with Killmonger is what made him so perfect for that role. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been live action uh, Black superheroes along the way over the past couple of years. Um, I remember that one superhero by Robert Townsend, Me- Meteor Man. Oh Lord! Um, yeah, yeah. But the thing about yeah, that, man and Blank Man. Yeah, yeah. So compare comparing those uh, compared to those superheroes, like it really depends on 
the time frame of where it actually happened um oh when it actually actually happened because i think black panther like the character is more relatable now because right now black people need to have a sense of security a sense of pride uh, a sense of pride uh someone or some type of figure that they can be uh look up to and be like you know what i want to be dignified like that person i want i want to have my swag i want to talk the way he do i want to do things that he do and it all it all comes down to you changing your mindset to be what you want like i mean hey if you want to sound like chadwick go ahead you know grab a book once in a while hey man you know you got the word of the day start using your word of the days you know you want to dress like chadwick man you know save your money save your money <laughs> you don't got to be buying you don't got to be buying uh you can buy fuji instead of gucci shit. You know, you don't got to be fine. buying rims. You can buy your shoes from AliExpress. It'll mm-hmm. take like it'll take like eight weeks, but they'll be cheaper than than buying Nikes. You, you get like twenty uh, uh twenty dollar shoes for the price of uh, compared to the price of like a hundred and some dollar shoes. You know, so <laughs> now that you bring that up, it's so funny that you say that because. Michael B. Jordan was like the flashy one between the two of them, and he's like the one that like. I remember when they had the premiere, it was on Monday, the Monday before the movie came out and they had a panel discussion and Michael B. Jordan stood up to like, (laughs) to adjust his coat and all the women in the theater like reacted to him, like dusting off his coat. And it was like, Ooh, even me, I was like, Ooh, that was hot, you know? And that he's kind of like a magnet in that sense, but guys like Michael B. Jordan, want to be like Chadwick Boseman. Like he's like, you don't like, he don't want to be like me. I want to be like this guy. You know what I mean? Like that is the, the beauty of their relationship. You know what I mean? It's like Chad, like, nah, you, you think you want to be like me, but you actually want to, this guy's the one who's got it figured out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's that. So it's like comparing uh, how, uh, dignified certain people look right so you know denzel has a swag right and morgan freeman has a swag mm-hmm. a lot of people want to be like morgan uh like denzel but i'm over here trying to be like morgan freeman where his beard is like all the way long like this he got a cigar he got that top hat morgan freeman morgan freeman morgan freeman don't sleep on morgan the march of the penguin march of the penguin goes into the ocean morgan freeman uh, do y'all watch that youtube channel where this guy like imitates morgan freeman's voice oh sanders uh, c nanders i don't know his name no he plays with him he plays with uh he plays with him so he was uh, and they do all these like nature videos yeah oh my god i'm gonna send it to y'all this is hilarious sometimes i go to sleep to it because morgan freeman's voice is just it is mad soothing. <laughs> Yo, they they have. I think there's a Spotify channel where you can just listen to listen to them. Just like read a book or something. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, give you a sleep story. Yeah. As you close your eyes and just think softly about your life. Yeah. Well, he definitely <laughs> Chadwick definitely has that type of voice because like you're saying that, and I'm like, dang, if you could do like a yoga mixtape, and I would totally buy it. You. Know? Just yeah, and then when you get the position wrong, you are wrong. All of you are wrong. No more. You are wrong. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Million dollars. You're welcome, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I they mean, better not mess with that. Yo, man. so how do you, how do you think this you is? Have to donate all the proceeds to like you know his family in <laughs> cancer research. Yeah, they're they're donating the children's hospital for uh for the cancer, you know, cancer yeah. stuff. Cause he he actually went to a lot of children's hospitals. Yeah. You know, during when he knew that he had it, and probably I assume before then too. Uh, but especially you know Marvel uh, heroes, they do that a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, for I the saw kids. Cap did it before a couple yeah. times actually. Yeah, I know yeah. Robert Downey Jr. did that. Uh, a few times when he gave this one girl who was missing an arm, like an actual uh, prosthetic. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. What, please tell, oh man, did it, did it, it look it like, looked a, like the art? Yeah, it looked like the, oh, like man. the Iron Man. Um, got it. I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, she has a repulsor arm. <laughs> yeah. And I don't. <laughs> jealous. I just have a broken infinity gauntlet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Wait, oh, yes. uh, I'm going to ask y'all this one question, right? So based off of his uh, his accomplishments and and now his legacy, like how from today, like how would you be more, what steps would you take to be more like, like Chadwick? Like whether it's like being nice to the next person you see or doing something that um, no one really asked you to do, but you saw that they, you know, need help with something and you just did it. Like, how would you be more like Chadwick after this day? Well, like Cece just said, uh, I'm trying to remember the right word that you used. Did you use the word legacy, Cece? Mm -hmm. Like how, how you immortalize yourself, essentially. Not just to keep his legacy around but we all need to create our own legacies and make sure that we immortalize ourselves and that goes not just for the four of us but anybody who's listening uh anybody who feels disenfranchised do something that's going to sustain your existence beyond when you leave the, the physical world you know, and, you know, like, be, a, be, be outspoken, be out there trying to make a change, make your voice heard. You know, I mean, we, there's a platform for whatever it is that you do, grab, find whatever the highest platform for that is and get on it, get on your soapbox. You know, some people won't call you crazy. I mean, it don't matter what you do. People won't call you crazy. They won't think you silly. Yeah, They're you gonna, can't please everybody. Yeah, they're going to tell you why you're doing that. Don't do that. Do you. Right. You know, and do what's important to you and and try and, and make a change. You know, just that that's what I would say. Uh, how I would want to. You know. Honor his his, you know, time here. And I mean, us doing this podcast. I mean, this is really us doing our part because we're our voices are, are, are out there and we. Cementing our legacy. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Rio, on your head, cementing your legacy. Oh, my God. 
So, yeah. Well, Rio pretty much said it. Uh, the, uh, you said what what we need to do. I can't. I can't be as nice as Chad uh, as Chad with Bozeman. You know, I <laughs> I, I can't stop saying nigga. Well, so, okay, well that's not going to work. Between being nice and being kind, you I could try yeah. to be less problematic. Not, not saying that's a lie. Just, not, <laughs> not saying the N word is being nice. But you know nice to who? that and being kind. But that's what I'm saying. Nice is like being it's like manners and polite. That's mm-hmm. like respectability. Like Chadwick don't care about none of that. Chadwick cares about how you treat people and how you make people feel at the end of the day. How do I make you feel, um, plantain poppy? Oh yeah, like you say as many and bomb you say niggas as many times as you want, as long as you ain't a th- you know. Cool. Uh, it's, been <laughs> long, it's been a long time since I felt your embrace. Okay. But, what about and, you, Rio? How do I make you feel? Rio, <laughs> right now. I'm just saying. How you? How do I make you feel? Oh, granny. So, 57 years ago, like not even like a few days ago, Martin Luther King Jr. gave his "I Have a Dream" speech. Mm-hmm. This is a picture of her and her best friend at the "I Have a Dream" speech on the March on Washington. Wow. It's funny how when you look at old pictures of like life back then. And it kind of seems like they're just us. <laughs> like, because don't you know how you kind of like remove yourself from the time? So you're like, oh, that, that, that's old. That's old. When you yeah. look at the pictures of just people doing regular stuff, like, like just looking at that picture, right? They're just smiling, chilling, and they're going about their business. But it yeah. looks like they're just us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks yeah. like. Does that make any sense? Just in black and white. <laughs> yeah. It's just our picture, but in black and white. Like, <laughs> They're going through the same stuff, same old man. I got to get to work tomorrow. But just lifting up stuff like that, because like he said, you know, we all exist. Your purpose is the reason why you exist in this moment in time in history. You know, so. Oh, yeah, that, I saw that video. Like my grandma's still here. You know what I'm saying? My grandmother is 80, is will be 81 next year. Actually, she just turned 81. So like. This is part of her legacy, you know what I'm saying? A part of her legacy and telling me that story and showing me these pictures so that, you know, when, the, you know, the, that I can pass it on to my grandchildren. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's something that money can't buy. Like, money can't buy that, you know? And, and that's something that, but at the same time, it will take you far. It will take you so far. And it's gotten me to this point. And like you said, it doesn't matter. Like, who, I don't care who likes me. Quite frankly, sorry if you don't. I, don't, I mean, I do my best to be a woman of my conviction and to be a woman of introspect and to constantly, you know, look at myself in ways that I can improve. But at the end of the day, the only person who I really care that likes me is me. And I don't have to rely on validation. Chadwick didn't have to rely on validation from the outside world because he got it, you know, in his inner circle. And he got it and at Howard and he got it from his mentors and his friends and <clears throat> people he trusted and how he and apparently and evidently how he was raised. Don't so, focus on people who don't see the vision. Yeah, like you just gotta, you know, take those trusted opinions, a few trusted opinions that matter, and then fuck the rest. Like for real, like forget the rest. Because yep. you know, like even towards the end, people were making all sort of horrible speculations about Chadwick and that was messed up because his he's clean as a whistle 
You know what I mean? And people speculating that he's on drugs and that's a whole underlying racial undertone to that. That's a whole other conversation. You know what I mean? Damn, they're trying to say this man was on drugs. Yeah, like yeah, was it a couple of weeks ago? Not a weeks ago, months ago, because yeah. they there was a photo of him and he looked kind of like kind of homeless or whatever. But well, it's because he, of the chemo, right? He had lost a substantial amount of weight. And yeah, then, that's what chemo do to you. It'll mess yeah. you up. And his hair had grown out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're talking about the picture of him standing up when he was like walking down some steps or something? Mm-hmm. And he had like something in his hand. Yeah, I saw that picture, but like a paparazzi. Yeah, but, I didn't see that picture until after he had already passed. I never right, but then he had posted a picture on Instagram recently. I saw that picture, and then he deleted it because people people were, were trash talking him. Yeah, about how much weight he had lost. So you know, it's like you never know what people are going through, and that's the whole thing about it. Is like we should live in a world where people shouldn't have to hide that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well. Sadly, the the internet right. doesn't allow you to win. The internet always wins. Sadly, they always talking trash. It's all and all, and all it takes is one person, which is crazy. It could take an anonymous Twitter bot. Yeah, and just I mean, randomly make yeah. up a story. Yeah, you're right. And everybody loves you when you pop in, and everybody loves you when you pass away. So, you know. Yep. Hey. Well, I know his family's straight. Yeah. yeah, and he deserves better. So let us, the people who, you know, see him for who he really is, make sure that we honor his legacy and don't let anybody, you know, convince anyone otherwise. Wakanda forever. I yeah. So I just want to say that, Chadwick, I don't know you, never met you, but you have done an amazing job of creating your legacy and not only giving back to the community but just just everybody in general um i feel like you are a talented wise young soul that will that will terribly miss and you know they always say the good die young and unfortunately, like your time has passed, but you know you have left a great deal of work to be done, and you know you started it, so it's just time for somebody to just pick up where you left off. So long live the king. do anything else um peace and love bye everybody wakanda forever wakanda forever wakanda forever